College Sense and Sensibility, where we talk about first-gen tips for navigating college and beyond. I'm your host, Yutunde, and with me is my co-host and partner in crime, Emmanuel. Hey, Yutunde, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. It's a beautiful day outside, right? Yeah, we're together again. So what are we talking about today? We're going to keep talking about getting out of your own way series. We're going to continue adding to it. And today we're going to talk about something that I feel could be very near and dear to both of us is that good old imposter syndrome. So first, let's break it down for our listeners. When I say imposter syndrome, when I say imposter syndrome, what comes to your mind, Yutunde? Oh, gosh. Um what comes to mind is remember that I definitely had it and still get spurts of it from time to time. Mm. But it's basically that feeling like you don't belong or that you don't deserve your accomplishments um, and you doubt your abilities, um, you know, or maybe someday I'll be found out that I'm not as accomplished or successful or as smart as everybody thinks I am. Mm. That's really good. And you know, something that you said is that hit me right now is that we continue to have it, right? So first it starts in the college, right? Or first it starts in college or even maybe in high school Mm -hmm. if you're doing well. But then as soon as you get into the professional world, you even can feel it there at the beginning, right? And I would say after years being in the professional world, I'm like, okay, I think I know what I'm talking about a little bit. But then the student comes and schools me, but still, <laughs> right? So, but I feel like, okay, I'm kind of getting the hang of all of these pieces. But, you know, just like we tell our students, we want to keep learning, right? And growing, that's the key. Right. So, and I feel like the more that we do that, the more we'll get over that imposter syndrome. Yeah. I mean, I love what you're saying about, you know, when you talk to students, because I remember when I was a student and I was in my freshman year and I think I, like I shared, you know, I went to a, I, I grew up in an urban environment and went to a school that was in a, you know, suburb of Southern California, um, and very much not, not, uh, black. (laughs) And I was always the only black person in my class and those kinds of things. And that definitely began some of those feelings of why am I here? Why am I different? That kind of thing. And I distinctly remember, uh, one time I was in a English class and um, a student that I was working with, we were assigned to working groups. And um, the girl I was working with, uh, we were looking at something on the screen. And remember, this is like in the 1990s where, you know, internet and computer use were still new. And I was sort of, you know, t- slow and <laughs> using, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it cracks me up now, but uh, it wasn't funny then. Um, but, you know. Right. I, I was sort of sort of navigating the computer and still trying to figure it out and everything. And she snatched the mouse from my hand. Oh, no, she didn't. And I just thought, you know, like, there, you know, a, uh, you know, of course, a flood of emotions. There's a part of me that wants to be like, did you just do that? You know? Mm-hmm. And then there was a part of me that was like, oh, I don't want to be the angry black girl. Then there's a part of me like, mm. oh, damn, I'm, I guess I am pretty slow. You know, like such a mixed, mixed bag of feelings. And I think, you know, as counselors, we come across students all the time who are going through that. They may not say that's what they're experiencing, but that's what they're feeling. And sometimes it's us tapping into that fact that we were in their shoes at one point, you know, and mm. 
you know, and if they're expressing doubt about a class or anything, that it does, it definitely stems from something bigger. You know, I'm, I'm just really feeling what you're saying because it's crazy that the fact that we think about it now, right, that she snatched the mouse from your hand, we think like, how could you do that, right? But at that moment, we think like, oh, maybe it's something I did, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's something, I maybe I just don't belong here. This college stuff doesn't work for me. You start hearing all this noise in your head, right? It's it's so interesting that the fact that somebody else does something to you makes you doubt your own self. Mm-hmm. And it, it can. And we still it see can. It, right? yeah. it can. Mm-hmm. It can. Absolutely. For, you know, for, for me as an instructor, I'm just going to put it on through this lens. Like, I see it all the time with students that they're just like, oh, I don't know how to talk to instructors during office hours. I get nervous. And I'm like, for me, I'm like, come on, you know, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel friendly. You could talk to me. Like I tell students all the time, come and check in during office hours. Hey, if you need something, don't hesitate to email me. And then I still see in their assignments sometimes like, oh, I just get intimidated to talk to instructors. And it's really hard for me to kind of revert back to that. Right. Mm -hmm. And think about how it was for me when I was in college. But So reading those pieces always makes me think, like, how do I help students realize that they belong, right? How do we try to keep working and telling students, like, you're not an imposter. You're doing phenomenal in the class. You're doing your work. You belong in college. You're going to graduate. You're going to do what you need to do and be very, very successful. But we can tell them that a million times, right? But the first time they get knocked back, Mm they start to doubt themselves, right? right? And yeah. so for every every compliment, I feel like one, you know, one criticism is like 10, 15 steps back. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, talk a little bit about that, you know, in the Latin community, because I wonder how, you know, for first-gen students, I feel like it's such an especially difficult experience. I think if you're Black or if you're Latin, you, you, you've probably, you, I can probably bet you've experienced some sort of, um, you know, imposter syndrome, but it's even more so, you know, if you're first gen, right? Because if your parents didn't go to college or your parents don't speak English or your parents are immigrants or undocumented or, you know, whatever the case may be, it's almost like you've, you've got this double side where you're kind of living like living two separate lives almost right yeah and that kind of feeds into it exactly then you know we're going to get into code switching right because when you're in in school you're this way but then when you're the familia you're with the family (laughs) right you're like this way hey i'm at the barbecue yeah 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 absolutely absolutely i mean i'm sure i'm sure all the i'm sure all our peoples (laughs) that are listening can when they hear code switching they know exactly what we're talking about yeah, right. It, you know, it's it's so it's so interesting because especially when I went to school down in like one of the richest UCs, right? And then I was going back to the Central Valley, and it was just kind of having that mindset shift. And that's something that I just kind of continued had to continue to remind myself, right? Is that look, it doesn't matter where I'm from. It just matters how hard I work and how much commitment. 
like my commitment. Like if I want to do this, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. I can't let somebody take away this opportunity from me also. Right. That's something that's always stuck in my head too is look, if they tell me like I can't do this or they tell me your writing's terrible, if they tell me Mm. homework's bad, Mm -hmm. like, like, yes, I might believe that for a couple minutes, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to go back and I'm going to think, how do I, how do I help myself? Or what strategies do I use mm-hmm. to address this, right? Because mm-hmm. I could just go home, right, and not do it. But at the end of the day, that doesn't hurt. That doesn't hurt them. Mm-hmm. That hurts me, right. right? Yeah. That's one less Latinx student graduating through the UC system, or through the CSU, through the CC, right? So it really affects me the most. And that's kind of the mentality I have to getting over imposter syndrome, right? So my one thing for today mm-hmm. would be, like, having that mindset. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people will say like, oh, what do you mean that mindset? It's overrated. No, like I really believe that if you know, if you know every day that you belong there and you work at it, right, because there's going to be days that you're going to get pushed back. I'm just going to guarantee you that right now mm-hmm. it's going to happen. There's going to be weeks that are very difficult. There's going to be assignments that you don't understand and you're going to need support. But if you have that mindset like, hey, I have this problem, I have this challenge, and yes, I'm first generation, but guess what? I am also first generation. What do I mean by that? There's also positive sides is you got to be resourceful, right? Growing up, if I wanted something, my parents would tell me like, you got to figure it out. Right. Like, we're not going to sit here and tell you how to do A, B, and C. You have to figure it out. And even my two little ones, who I feel like are super privileged right now, my wife and I, you know, we're both in education. I tell them the same thing because I want them to have that mindset to, one, know they belong, and two, that they're going to know how to figure things out when things don't go their way, Mm -hmm. right? And I feel like... It's so hard nowadays because you kind of see like all of these social media blasts, uh, how everything's going so right for everybody, right? And you kind of feel like, how do I fit in? I don't belong there. I don't deserve this. And absolutely, if you're looking at that every single day, that's going to get in your head. But if you have the mindset like, look, I'm sacrificing right now to go to the community college and then I'm going to transfer. I'm going to get my degree and then I'm going to go on and maybe I'm going to get the PhD, the master's, whatever, right? If you have that mindset, you're going to get over it. And before you know it, the more you do it, the more you feel it. It's in there. What would be your one thing? Well, I, I, I love that, what you just said. Um, it kind of goes along with, you know, developing a new script, which I would say is my one thing, you know. Um, and that is just when you have those thoughts, you need to think about what's the counter, right? I'm not good at writing. But I'm also the same one who wrote that college essay that got me into this college, right? You've got to, you, you, every time you've got that negative thought, you've got to counter it with a positive one. Eventually, the positive one will be the one that's more prevalent. And I think that also, you know, they're kind of all intertwined, right? You know, working on your mindset. And when you work on your mindset, that means you're also changing your script, your internal dialogue, your script in your head. And that also means, that also allows you to separate what's true from how you feel, right? What's true is that you got admitted into this college. What's true is that if you're going to college, you're still in a smaller percentage of people in this country, in this world, than people who didn't go to, who, who didn't go to college, right? 
what's true is that you you passed the, the classes you took the sat you took the act you you know you have already shown that you're the kind of person that can work through the ranks and start from you know the beginning and you're willing to put in the effort so all of that is also true about yourself so this um one perceived through truth doesn't even fit the actual picture so being really able to like separate and focus on the fact that what you're feeling and what's actually true are different oh, i love what you're saying because you're absolutely right it's something that one negative piece but all of those pieces that you have done to overcome it and i always say like starting out right starting out is the first is like the hardest part so if you're in that college classroom already or you've gone through that orientation you're already starting you're already way ahead of the game exactly. so just keep going exactly all right yutende so hopefully y'all something resonated and if it did please make sure to post and ask us any questions that you may have or if you're kind of feeling like hey this is what i'm feeling this is what's coming up please let us know yutende could you let us know where they can find us at so listeners, if anything we've said today make gives you thought, gives you pause, you've got a question for us, hit us up. We want to hear from you. You can find us at CC underscore sensibility on both IG and Twitter, or you can also email us at CC and sensibility at gmail.com. That's C-C-A-N-D-S-E-N-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y at gmail.com. And until next time, Keep learning.